Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Gashana, the Immolator. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Omid, the Twilight Mage. I'm Nathan. I'm playing Rao, the Battlemaster. I'm JD. I'm the Dungeon Master for this game. This is Chimera Cast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. So you open the door, having gone down and then up the stairs into Ypsilanti's workshop. What you first notice is that the walls themselves are covered in writing. This is uh, similar writing to that which you had seen previously, particularly you, Omid, in Ypsilanti's other works that you had seen around, that language that you don't understand and can't read. There are definitely other things here that I have noted down. But first, what I want to do is I want to go to each of you. We're going to paint the scene a little bit. You know, shout out to Jason Cordova, as always. This is one of his techniques that I really like. So what we're going to do is each of you give me something that you see immediately upon entering the workshop that is eye-catching, but you have no fucking idea what it is or what it does and describe it to us. And just just so setting the scene as well, I think it will end like that. You just said there were, when I think when we entered, there were just stacks and stacks and stacks of books you might have said this already i was but right there's just paper and shit I think he everywhere. Said, uh, just like there's just junk everywhere. everywhere there is definitely junk everywhere yeah yeah I, f- I had forgotten if you had said anything specific i think you had just kind of left it there when we left so cool awesome yeah i definitely left it there yeah there's just shit piled up and definitely some of it is books and papers and scrolls uh but others of it are you know little trinkets and contraptions and who knows what's it's I got one. So kind of like tucked back against one wall. It's this big, it looks almost like a clock, but it's got spinning faces inside the, it's like Russian nesting doll of like bands. And each band is covered in like pictographs. And so they like, it looks like it rotates to form different sets of pictographs, but who knows what they do or why it's, what it's there for i love it this space is huge right jd oh yeah yeah it's it's real big and and there's like shit piled up that kind of blocks your views in certain areas right so it's not quite as large as the apprentices workspace but the apprentices workspace was filled with that grand archway i'm gonna go with there's a a portion of the room that had obviously hastily been extended so that a portion of like a square portion of the ceiling is just pushed up and coming from the floor and moving toward the ceiling it looks like is this giant, apparently, drop of some sort of liquid-ish material that's trying to float toward the ceiling. And it kind of wavers back and forth, stuck on some kind of thread, it would look like. Yes. There's just this small, metal, intricate box. Like, it's just a box that has a ton of overlapping little, like, panels and things like that. Think of, like, a, a Rubik's Cube, but not quite as... Uh, linear is that what i want to say where it kind of like bends and curves and stuff like that as if you could move it on any number of different kinds of weird axes he invented the bop it <laughs> he invented <laughs> the bop it <laughs> <laughs> yes uh it is it is a a, a, a sparkling 
bop it like structure. <laughs> uh, I th- I think the the weird thing about it is that uh, it's just kind of like moving on top of a desk by itself and constantly like reshaping into all these kind of weird shapes uh, without someone moving it like you would think like a Rubik's Cube or something like that. Fantastic. That's exactly what I was looking for. So you all see these uh, these different objects. Obviously, there's plenty of other stuff here to interact with if you really want to delve into it. But you guys have now entered the workshop. What do you all do? I thought that he'd be, well, organized. Rao says, like, kicking his feet through, like, a stack of papers as you just kind of shuffling through the room. As you shuffle through them, I think a big cloud of dust just up from those papers that you kick aside. Probably some dust bunnies go scattering. He hasn't been here in years. Look at this. At least not in this part. This place is so big that you like can't see the walls, right? It's just so cluttered that you can't really see the walls very well. I gotcha. I mean, it is a big space, don't get me wrong, but it's not that big. Okay. It seems not. It's hard to say if he was the one who made the mess, as I think like Omid starts to kind of step over some of the junk piles looking through things. Or if it was just some passerby in the meantime. <laughs> Either way, this none of this has been disturbed in too long. I thought maybe this was the end of our path to finding Ypsilanti, but it may just be another, any, let's just say, picks up a piece of paper in that illegible language trying to discern it. Stop on the path there. Is there another door in here, JD, or is it just the one entrance? Give me a discern realities. Well, actually, how are you looking for a door? You just looking around? At first. This is just a casual observation. It probably won't trigger that then. I would say that on on first glance, you will not see a door. Fair enough. Did Guomu say that it was that he had this is his old workshop or is his old workshop his Guomu's workshop? I don't recall. I don't remember if I said, but oh, see, yeah, this is his old workshop, so I assume Guomu might have called it that. Yeah, okay. Omid might not be looking for a door, but maybe more like a amongst the junk in probably many desks, I assume, uh, a central base of operations, a, uh, a place where he does his thinking in this room. Is there, is there, is there like a, you know, a main desk or a main hub or a thinking chair or something of, something of that accord? <laughs> I don't think that you would see something like that. Right at first glance, I might have to plunge in a little bit more. Yeah, I think sort of to Gashana's comment about like, oh, maybe he hasn't been in this part. There do seem to be like pockets of projects or something, right? Where like they kind of form these natural um, bubbles of activity. Interesting. I think Gashana's already started ahead for one of these like bubble areas. Sure. Like picking her way through. Are you looking for something in particular or are you just like wandering through these zones? Just trying to figure out what he was working on. Maybe see if I can find some decipherable notes. Okay. Yeah. You can go ahead and give me the certain realities then for that. That is a five. On brand. <laughs> hey, let's do this and knock you. Go! <laughs> <laughs> you go and stand in the middle of one of these like bubbles or whatever of of focus right like there's probably a a table and some books and papers kind of strewn about in a circle around it and piled up on top of it ink and quill and all of that so strewn notes obviously of some sort 
and then like maybe some sort of uh contraption but much like the stuff that you have seen previously like who the fuck knows what this actually is right so that's it it's confusing who knows what this dude was up to sensing gashana's frustration there are... wait actually before you do that okay uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and cut to the front that i just did okay cool or at least i'm gonna show you guys the scene so cool we see uh elsewhere in the dimension uh let's be honest it's probably the baths we see basilisa resenthi and she is yelling like standing up in the bath and yelling at her captain who has returned to her kind of head in hand covered in blood uh explaining or at least he was trying to explain what happened but she is yelling at him uh he like is very demure and she ends up grabbing one of the robed figures it is a effeminate man we'll say wearing these robes one of the servants who was attending her earlier at the dinner scene you would recognize if you guys were actually seeing the scene as your characters you can see even through her mask her eyes are very cold and distant at this point and she's sneering as she motions to her very massive warrior the scarred warrior the captain is begging forgiveness and and pleading with her pleading with Rasanthi to to know please not and in front of the captain and the scene you see the massive warrior figure just start beating the pulp out of this servant into a bloody mess and the the captain who you all had seen earlier he's kneeling on his on on the ground and tears are streaming down his face as this warrior's fists just do not stop all right we're back in the workshop jd just for my clarification so basically one of the servants got beat to death and the if i'm drawing like connections it would be that like the servant was related to the captain or something like that or they had a yeah something like that you don't know what that that would be obviously but yep just trying to yeah exactly omid you were gonna do something well when i see gashana kind of peel off and start pondering herself i think omid's got an idea now which is trying to find something that he can actually read and hopefully being inside the mind of the thinker knowing that you know I suppose his texts have been trans. Maybe they've been translated, but hopefully he writes in air quotes common. I'm going to try and find something that's actually legible to Omid. Okay. How are you doing this? Are you just walking around and looking? Are you digging through piles of things? What's up? What does this look like? That's I'm digging through some piles of things, but it's definitely, you know, probably more notebooks and things like that. I might be digging a little bit further than a cursory glance just to make sure everything, but I'm definitely doing like, you know, my fastest, like, nope, not the language I want, like, nothing I recognize, you know, looking for either pictures or words I recognize or, th- you know, something within the subject matter that would would be recognizable to me. Give me a discern realities. All right. If I fail two, then we're just doomed to never know <laughs> anything. <laughs> that will not be the case. I got a nine. All right. What's your question? Oh, I also, I don't mind an aid there if you guys can do it. Probably have to be you, bro. Probably. Omid, what are you doing? Looking for something useful to us. I I gather. (laughs) What are you expecting to find? Like, 
I suppose I'm hoping to find something, maybe a, a thought before he left to, le to leave the dust to settle. Uh, a finishing project or something like that. The problem is a lot of this seems to be a language I don't understand, and some of these diagrams are obtuse, to say the least. All right, I'll see if I can find something in at least a language I recognize. I'll look in these piles over here. You stay over there. We'll draw. We'll we'll, we'll cover more area, I suppose. And Rao Rao will start like adding things to the pile that at least look slightly familiar, even though there there probably isn't anything. Cool. How's that sound, JD? Yeah, go ahead and roll that aid. Show me potato salad. <laughs> That's an 11. Fantastic, yeah. All right, so Omid, you got that 10, man. Let's do it. What here is useful or valuable to me was the one that was sticking out at first anyways, so I think that will definitely be one. Of course. Yeah, what happened here recently, that might be a contextual recently, but that seems like a really strong one. I'm trying to think of the last one. The lookout for is probably... Let's go with that. What should I be on the lookout for? You know, I am looking for, for I guess, clues to a, a, a question of where and stuff like that. So I, th I think those might serve us the best. And that definitely uh, makes the most sense as far as what Omid is looking for. Or, you know, how Omid is searching. I think those three. All right. So, uh, we're going to start with your first one. What here is useful or valuable? What you find as you're flipping through things is maybe the first words that you understand. And they're not, they're not words per se. They're not common as you were looking for, right? They're not the typical written language. Nor are they some other, you know, unnatural form. But what you do find is the, essentially the translation, the Rosetta Stone guiding you from Ypsilanti's jotted broad scrawling like notes and essentially equations into what is more commonly viewed as the language of magic so what you found is a way to read and interact with things that are written down does that make sense i think so like he, f he found the cipher yeah that's yeah. fucking that's fucking yeah cool. you basically yeah. found yeah. the cipher yeah. for ypsilanti's notes so that you can actually read his scrolls his spells and such cool so you're going to find that tucked under something. It's like folded up and like kind of crinkled maybe in something that, that maybe fell out of a book when you picked it up. Cool. Yeah. I love that. What you should be on the lookout for as you are um, kind of walking around and, and, and stacking things up and piling stuff. I think you start to feel a, a tingling sensation um, like someone is blowing on the back of your neck and your hair stand on end and you, you kind of feel uncomfortable as you're standing by this one like corner, this one wall of the room. But then Rao calls you over because of some stack of books he thinks might be interesting to you and you and you kind of leave from that area. But you should be on the lookout for what's going on with that wall. And then what happened here recently, I think as you continue to dig, maybe Rao found this or something because it actually was in a language he could recognize, you find a letter. It is a letter from Ovid to Ypsilanti. It is dated uh, in, you know, a, a, a date that you would probably recognize to a, a couple years ago. Cool. Does it say anything in particular? So it, in case you don't remember, Ovid was like a, a rival of Ypsilanti. They were academic rivals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
just wanted to reestablish that. No, totally. So for that, you find this actually to be a very frank and seemingly like friendly letter, given their their reputations and their reputations uh, in the papers that you've read by them. It's talking about a collaboration on some sort of project, and it's vague as to what that project is. But apparently, they were working together on something. It's it's just not clear what it is, or like the the words that they're using don't make any sense, really, right? Yeah, big thoughts. I could probably give you yeah if you yeah. if you really spend some time to unpack it, you can probably get some more details from it. But on first glance, that's that's what you got. Just as a as a future reference or whatever, I might allow you to use that on a spout lore at some point later. Cool. I'm mark that down. So all those cool. Yeah. Yeah, those sound great. I think we'll spend a little bit more time looking around. Omid lets that thought of the wall kind of not overtake him, but he is interested in bringing Rao over to it the next time he investigates that kind of weird sensation. Cool. So probably we like look look around for a couple more things. I imagine not finding anything more useful than what we've already found. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to check back in with Kashana. Yeah, what yeah, are yeah. you doing while they are uh, examining through things and, and finding stuff? I think not being able to, in this like cleared out space, not seeing anything that's like standing out to her as interesting or decipherable. There's this big like drop of liquid suspended in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Can she see or like tell? Is it water? Is it like oil? Can she get a better idea of what's like going on there? Yes, totally about this thing that I made up. Uh, <laughs> how are you investigating it? Walking over kind of not underneath of it because, you know, she doesn't want to like what this place is weird and she doesn't like want to walk underneath like a big vat of acid that's going to drop on her or anything like that. But just like trying to get closer and see if there's anything that she recognizes about it or like if it has a smell or like if she can see what's keeping it suspended there. Right. I don't think that you would be able to see what is going to keep it suspended there, but it does have like a sheen to it. I don't want to say exactly oil because I don't think anybody knows what that is or gives a shit about it really at this time. But it does have like that kind of rainbow shine on the on the edges of it that that oil would have. And it's it's just floating there. It's not at all clear like what it is or what it's doing. Is there anything around me like small solid objects that I could like chuck up into it? There are so many small solid <laughs> objects. <laughs> uh, I think she picks one up and just gives it a toss into this liquid. Yeah, I wish Dungeon World had a die of fate. Yes. Which is rare. I don't usually want that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about like in the sense of like creating creating stakes out of this right now? Yeah. Or, or potentially not. Yeah. Like yeah. That that's it's true. Yeah. I mean that's that's something about that collaborative creation, yeah. right? You're like, Ugh, how bad is this thing? <laughs> right. You mean you don't have a custom move for the thing that somebody else came up with 15 <laughs> minutes ago? <laughs> give me give me a defy danger. Plus intelligence, which I think is good for you. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's every it's other aspect of my luck that's bad. God damn! No yeah, fucking that's, way. That's a that's a way. four. <laughs> he rolled threes two in a row, two times in a row. Your busted ass dice. I got new ones. Somebody made me those wooden dice, and I left them at home. Should have brought those, and hopefully they're weighted right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I had somebody make me dice? <laughs> Papa needs sixes, Daddy. Sixes. <laughs> They're weighted dice that are just going to like balance out my bad luck. So I'll roll like a normal person. <laughs> I'm trying to cheat and just <laughs> everything. Just is... trying to be average. As you do this, the object that you threw, we'll say that it is like a bottle that was once filled with ink but is now empty. You toss it, and the entire structure of this droplet seems to freeze 
and it falls out of the air and smashes against the ground and shatters into thousands of pieces. The the droplet does? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Am I like caught in the shrapnel? I'm trying to decide how I want to take this. Yeah, I think that seems fun. Uh, so it, it hits, right? And you're like enveloped in this kind of dust, whatever it is now, these shards. What do you do? Are they hot or cold? Cold. Cold and dry. Are there any like flames around? No. All right. <laughs> I think she's just going to like hurl herself away from it and try to like roll away through some of this detritus just to try to get some space. Yeah, cool. Give me a defy danger plus dex. Hey. Yeah, it's a seven. <laughs> I think that you were able to roll away from this pretty successfully, um, but you do breathe some of it in. Oh. Hmm. That's all for now. Oh, good. <laughs> do we get a big visual like, <laughs> Gershon, are you all right? Rao's like, Rao's like shuffling through like papers and walking over to you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely made a, a cacophonous racket. I, I'm not sure. What I, happened? I was experimenting and... <laughs> what? Yeah, Omid <laughs> narrows his eyes very narrow. I believe that droplet of liquid could perhaps be something dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it? We'll see. <laughs> is is there like uh any kind of residual dust on the floor? Yeah, I think it settles out pretty quickly. Like it's it's dust like, but it's it's heavier than normal dust, right? So rather than kind of like floating lazily, it like settles out pretty quickly. Mm. So everything is kind of in this section is like coated in this powder. I think Omid puts his ro- covers his face with his robes and kind of uh gestures for the others to do the same. Better to be safe than sorry. Rao like buttons his collar up all the way. Kashana looks at her robes and they're just fucking covered in this dust and like <laughs> sort of pats herself off and like holds it up and looks at her robes and just shakes her head and puts them back down. She's already been exposed. It's It feels a little sharp on your hands. Mm. Rao just slaps Kashana on the back and dust goes flying. <laughs> well, Omid found something over here, a cipher. We can maybe read some of these notes. Right, come over this way. Yeah, I think she goes over with Rao. And uh, as they're walking back to Omid, I'm beginning to have a distinct displeasure for this place, Rao. Why, it's been so hospitable. Rao says as he probably stumbles over a stack of papers and dust goes flying everywhere. I'm beginning to believe that everyone who dabbles in magic is insane. Omid lets out like a stifled chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Kishana's magic obviously doesn't count at all. Yeah, that's of course, fire. It's not, not magic. To, yeah, it's, to her, it's, it's. I almost. Yeah, I almost wonder if Gashana doesn't even think of what she does as magic. No, I think she views it as something like more primal or like more natural than magic. Right. That's cool. Well, let's hope they're crazy in a useful way then. Omid, what'd you find? I found a couple of things: a cipher, a letter that I'm not quite sure what it means, but very interesting. But, and he, he kind of, he points to the wall. This place is giving me a weird feeling. I, when I got close to that wall, it almost felt like it was watching me or something, a sensation I can't quite explain. I would like us all to approach it. That's fine with you. I just want to make sure I'm not getting lost in my own thoughts in here. I think it's something that can happen. <laughs> all right. 
Let's go check it out then. Yeah, Omid's gonna lead the way over to that wall. So the three of you approach this wall, and each of you start with that initial uh, experience of the tingling, the hair standing on end. You feel, you feel a presence, maybe like you're like you're being watched by something powerful, like something stalking you. As you get closer to it, what do the three of you do? You're still not at the wall itself. You were just like approaching its general vicinity. Do you do you feel that? Yeah, it's like it's like everyone knows we're here. Most unsettling. We're going to move towards that wall. It, it's obscured by a bunch of stuff, JD. No, from where you're at, I mean, it's pretty. This one is actually pretty open. Is there anything engraved into it, or you know, I'm looking for a kind of a focal point? As you as you keep approaching, you begin to see like a specter form out of the corner of your eye. From where you're standing, there isn't any clear engraving. Does that happen for all of us? The uh, the specter. If all three of you are approaching in like in pace with each other, then yes. Is it an identifiable form, or is it? Just a a weird sort of thing that's forming at our periphery. You know what I mean? It almost looks like a like a massive, maybe twelve foot tall, like shadowy humanoid figure. But when you look at where it should be in the corner of your eye, there's nothing there. So it's not exactly identifiable. No. Does everyone see that? Just just barely. Some kind of a trick. I don't know. Just approach slowly. It's very strange. <laughs> Here, you two hang back. Let me see. Rao just kind of like pushes himself in before the two of you, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna keep walking closer to this wall. As you do so, this shadowy form begins to like envelop you, and it's like it's like when you close your eyes very tightly, you can kind of see the squiggles, the like bright lights encompassing you, and you begin to feel this pressure, like it's crushing down on you, like it's squeezing the breath out of you and and you can feel that tightness it's difficult to breathe do you keep moving forward probably not do they see anything different with me i'm just curious they probably see your reaction to this but they're not seeing anything else go on going on to them okay, that, to them that that figure would still be standing just in the corner of their eye i think as the pressure starts to become like legitimately painful Rao's is probably sweating and taking a few grandmother's steps right forward and then eventually just grits his teeth and starts moving backward as you do so it it slowly like lifts itself from you and the enveloping shadow kind of withdraws and once again returns to a figure standing in the corner of your vision and you still you still feel the the hairs on your on your skin like standing up and and all of that but the the pressure has eased itself i don't know what poor soul he's trapped in the wall there but that's its domain i say stay away Omid, are shadows not your affinity? They are, and you say it's a soul. What happened when you walked towards the wall? A figure that I assume we all saw slowly just began to take my entire self. Did you not see any of that? I saw how you reacted, but I was curious what you actually felt. A pressure. Did it feel like someone was actually there? Like a person? No, not quite. I don't want anything to do with it. I think we leave it alone. 
Omid's innate and curiosity is what I'm trying to level here. Oh, you don't have to. Yeah, listen to I me. think I'm. I think I'm not listening to you. I worry about what you say, and I worry that maybe you don't quite understand what you're experiencing. Of course I don't. This place is incomprehensible. I'm just telling you how I feel. And then I will try and be a cipher for it. If you collapse, I'll pull you back. Thank you. And he, Omid's going to walk towards this and it, try and have a the similar experience. Uh, but I think he's trying to widen his awareness because he is somewhat prepared for what's coming and trying to f- to feel out what this what, what's actually causing this kind of pressure. What's actually, you know, how, how he's actually being affected physically. Sure, yeah. Are you are you going for anything here, or are you just exploring right now? I, I kind of want to just, you know, push it a little bit. So I probably, when that force starts to kind of slowly start to overtake me, resist against it, and like, understand the bounds of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to do. And sure. if it does feel like a shadow, I might, you know, I might try and... Uh, utilize my own manipulations of shadows to interact with it potentially. Okay. So again, as you as you move forward, you feel this enveloping darkness over you, and the the pressure begins to squeeze down on you, and it becomes very difficult to breathe. If you keep pushing through that, you will be hit with feelings that what you're doing is wrong. That if you keep moving, you'll regret it that this is a mistake, that this is, you're, you're fucking with magic. You know, the way that you're interpreting that is you're fucking with magic that you shouldn't be, that you don't know what you're doing and that this could, this could go horribly, horribly wrong if you keep going. Hmm. These don't feel like thoughts that are being given to you. They feel like your own mind is racing. This anxiety is hitting you. Oh, I want Omid, I want Omid to push through this, but especially if he's getting like, what feels like inspiration of like stop you know if he's feeling his body and or his mind telling him to stop he would push just beyond that point which is i think where we're at and then he'd he'd give up and turn back and you'd probably see him kind of like let out like a little like eek of pain and worry because he is I, he's just Covered in darkness, right? He can't see anything. He's kind of just basically pushing forward against the force is how he's navigating. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think he probably, he drops to one knee when he tries to kind of get through that last little bit. And then on his his hands and knees probably just crawls backwards, like going kind of like a reverse walk. You won't have to go very far. Ra will come and pick you up. Yeah. You are going to get hit by that same sensation, right, Rao, if you're if you're moving forward. I mean, if he's backing up, I'll I'll meet him. I'm not going to dash all the way over there, especially if he's moving still. I know what it is. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, basically you guys see Omid almost reach the wall and then he like falls to his knees and then turns and crawls back. There there. Did you find anything out? It doesn't just push on you physically. I felt dread. If we need to, we can investigate it later. There's plenty here to poke around in. That was just... I thought perhaps it was a path forward. Maybe it's just a dead end. I'm sorry. Have you used that cipher to dig through any of these notes yet? No, I wanted to explore things the the more tangible way first. Perhaps perhaps a little bit of reading will, will help. So it sounds like Omid is going to start looking through stacks of shit. Right. Yes. Is it so? Is it 
forgive me, is the whole wall that we were just pressing toward like that way, or is it like just a corner of it? Nope. Yeah, just a just a section of it. Okay. Where I was gonna find like a nearest place with a clearing and start. I'm gonna start making a periphery of this, and I'm gonna look for another exit to see if there's anywhere else for us to go, or hopefully like some kind of trap door <laughs> under something. I have no idea, but Ram's not gonna find like any magical item, in, or rather, if he did, he wouldn't know what the hell to do with it. But he could possibly find another part of the dimension. So yeah, I'm gonna start moving things away from the wall and see if there's like a a, a hidden door or shit, just anything on the wall. Right on. Cool. Uh, what are the other two of you doing while he's doing that? If Omid's going to look for like something useful, I think Ashana's going to try to help him and also look for anything in Elvish, if there would be anything. Omid, what exactly are you doing? I think being as we are not finding uh, doors to where we want to go physically, I'm going to start looking through the stacks with the cipher. I'm trying to think as Zach, maybe like keywords that Omid would know at, that could potentially lead him to where where he's where he's trying to follow this thinking. I mean, I've I've got this cipher is how I'm positioning it, and I think Omid is going to try and find the the more lavish tomes. If nothing else, he's been amongst the stacks before and probably knows the shape and size of things that that have important things inside of them and i think he's gonna he's gonna try and figure out some of what ypsilanti left behind to hopefully help find what they're looking for cool if you're gonna spend some time doing that i think the thing that catches your eye more than anything else is a ribbon bound journal essentially so this is this is not a book per se but it is um, all handwritten notes but it is it is hundreds of pages long and you can tell going through and spending some time with this cipher that this is a a ritual that ypsilanti was designing you can tell that there are sections where it is like written down and then crossed out and then rewritten or retried and then there are notes kind of scrawled in margins or underneath things or little arrows pointing that like are then changing things or inserting things. And it's essentially laying out this ornate ritual to capture from what you can, what you can read. It is essentially a deity inside of a self-contained dimension and keeping it there. This must've been something that Ypsilanti was spending a lot of time working on. To what end, you don't necessarily know. But while there have been plenty of impressive things here, and there are plenty of you know trinkets, and not to mention all the statuary and the kind of mundane works of art around that he has spent time on, he has like invested himself in this ritual design. Does it seem finished? It seems attemptable. Like, it seems like it is a complete ritual. Does it talk about a location? It does not. At least not that, you know, you can easily glean. Are the, is there a cross-section between that letter from Ovid and this ritual? Like some of the, some of the phraseology, the, the science ease that they're using, magic ease? Yes, definitely. It's clear that they were conversing like about whatever this ritual is. Dope. Gashana, while Rao is doing a perimeter search, which Rao will get back to you, 
And while Omid is sitting down with this book and flipping through it with his cipher, what are you doing? Is there anything in this room that is reminiscent of the painting that we saw down in the garden or the dreams that I've been having? No. Okay. There would not be. And you did say that you were looking for anything in Elvish, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you would find anything here for that either. I'm trying to think. Actually, yeah, fuck it. You do find something. Cool. Um, You are going to find the private journal of an Elvish sorcerer who is known in Elvish folklore. It is probably like a, a ragged scroll of stitched together hide that has been written upon and it is rolled up and kind of kept in a place that it seems like it's in a place of honor almost like it isn't in a in just like a pile it is distinctly kept and and distinctly protected is it in like a like a scroll case or was, something I was like, that. like a tube or something a, gla- a glass yeah. a glass thing yeah yeah we'll say it's in like it's in a a glass tube um marked with an etching that is like the symbol of this this elvish sorcerer Gushana, go ahead and well i guess ryan go ahead and name this sorcerer for me and just so i'm giving him and to give him a minute to think is this this is fucking crazy right this would be like finding a, a diary from merlin yeah this is insane like, oh, not only is this person actually real, but here's his fucking diary. Wow. Be sure to put, like, a couple apostrophes or, like, a... Oh, yeah, of course. Umlauts. Uh, yeah, I got a name. Emral Alleth. E-M-R-A-A-L-A-L apostrophe L-E-T-H. Fucking yes. Okay. <laughs> what did this elder sorcerer do that has been passed down uh, in legend that made him a pariah for all time from elves. Oh, this is actually really easy. He created the Dobra call. It's the, I think we talked about it in the beginning of this episode, but it, the, the hyena that like the vamp vampire shadow hyena that the uh, spreading darkness. shit. Yeah. That was uh, meant to curb humans, right? Yeah. That Ypsilanti, that Ypsilanti created a space for, yeah. helped chain up. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Awesome. So this is his private journal. Is it a spell book or is it just like, dear diary, today I created an ultimate evil being on accident. Whoopsies. It's much more dear diary than it is spell book. It is essentially the soliloquy of a madman. Oh, beautiful. I think Gashana kind of goes like this is reverently like even though he's like a cursed figure in Elvish lore, this is huge for her, and she's gonna go off by herself and just start reading through this while Omid is reading through his thing. Oh, I'm stuck here with a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Are there any cool swords in here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read this sword. (laughs) (laughs) It would have a bunch of text on it for no reason. Rao, you were still going around this perimeter looking for doors and such, right? Yeah, more or less. Because I uh, think these fucking losers are going to be a while. Yeah, it seems that way. 
I'm kind of, but I'm kind of just shifting things away from the wall and seeing if, well, honestly, I think, I think a little bit of it is like, I wonder if any other wall here is cursed. But also, yeah, I'm looking for a door that may have gotten piled over. Cool. At no point do you feel that same kind of pressure uh, or anxiety that you felt along that one wall. So I can establish that. That's good. As far as a doorway goes, yeah. Tucked behind part of a bookcase and with just a, a bunch of shit kind of piled up in front of it, you're going to find this uh, short doorway that you would have to kind of duck through in order to get through. So just so we're clear, it is a, it is a door or is it like a, like a passage? It's a door. There's a door? Okay. Does it have anything written on it? Nope. No? Is it? How is it adorned? Not very. It's pretty plain. Okay. It's not this grand oversized doorway like you're used to. Um, this one is actually, you know, undersized. Yeah. And also, like, a lot of the ones we've gone through have been very pretty. So I was curious. What's around What's around the door? Does it have any sort of logic to it? Does that make any sense? Is this an area for something in particular? Um, I think you see some stuff strewn about. But but nothing that has a coherent pattern. Rao wouldn't put it together anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna like push everything away from the door. Hey you two. I found a I found a door. I found another door. In a minute. Omid will be roused from his nerddom. Oh I was actually excited for you guys to be both like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you found a door. Yeah, it's, it's very Rao like kinda starts pushing the bookcase a little farther away so he can stand to one side of it and you can see it. The most unadorned door that we've seen in this entire place. Yes, it looks uh, a little bit more functional. And he kind of smiles. <laughs> Rao looks. It, what does it? What does it go to? Like my hip? How how tall is it? It's probably up to like the middle of your chest. Uh, the handle is low though, so more like uh, by your knee. Okay, I'm not sure I'd call it functional. Perhaps these are more spatial games. I thought you were too busy for us. I. Found a good stopping point. Fair enough. More like a <laughs> break in the rambling. Indeed. I think we should try this door. Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, Rao's gonna Rao's gonna open this door. It does not open when you try to push it inward, and if you try to open it out, the door just hits the floor. Ugh. I'm gonna like yank up on the on wait, hits the floor. You mean like it's scraping against the floor, right, and won't go very far? No, I mean, it won't open at all. It, like, moves a centimeter and then just full-on hits the side of the floor. I don't understand what that means. Like, it's it hits the floor. Like, half the door is buried underneath the floor? Bingo. Oh! Ah, that makes sense. Nothing here can fucking work! <laughs> like, Rao just starts, like, kicking at the floor. Perhaps we need to lift the walls. Omid kind of looks. Omid looks at Gashana just and gives her another like squinty eyes. Like that's not what I do. <laughs> I have no idea how the floor of this place is, but yeah, Rao's like Rao's just stomping in front of the door. So you guys, you guys do something for. Are a you minute. literally trying to like kick the floor down? Yes. <laughs> is this door made out of wood? Is that what you said? I didn't say that, but yes. Oh, okay. Perhaps we could burn it down. Rao is like, like stops and like is holding his foot. I, there's a lot of flammable things here. A repeat of the library. Kishana does her best to look innocent, like she doesn't know exactly what he's talking about. It was also Rao's idea. <laughs> That's true. 
Perhaps a more controlled flame this time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your that's your wheelhouse to respond to. I appreciate the idea. Any Omid glances over to Rao. I don't have any other answers right now. <sighs> What's the wall made of, JD? Stone. It's the same kind of rosy pink and gold blocks of stone that the rest of the dimension is made out of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty sure that was the case. I was just double-checking before we tried to set the whole place on fire. Do you think you can do this controlled? Of course I can. I just need some flint and steel to get this fire started. I guess it wouldn't be steel. You get the idea. Yeah. I, I don't have anything. I can give you my sword. Holy shit. I grabbed that mango earlier. <laughs> I love the idea of Rao opening his pack and just seeing the mango and like sticking it in his mouth while he digs through the Yeah, like his mood just <laughs> elevates a yeah, couple of yeah. percentage points. He's like, eh, this isn't so bad. Mangoes, though. I do have one adventuring gear left, which I'll grab for some, some flint, and, flint and metal, whatever. <laughs> God. I mean, iron would probably iron, work. Flint and iron. I just couldn't say iron for whatever reason. I have one uh, adventuring gear, which I'll cash in for some flint and iron. Gashana just piles up some of these other less valuable scrolls in front of the door, and she's going to light it on fire and then try to use Zuko style to burn, at least start burning through this door. Yeah, cool. Roll that Zuko style. Boxcars. That is a 14. Hell yeah. So, Gashana, describe to me what this looks like as you tightly control this flame without burning anything you did not intend to for once. Uh, with an extremely pleased look on her face, she it, it's like a, uh, like an arc welder where it's like an extremely controlled beam of fire that she like lifts up off of this and like heats up as it goes through the air and just starts like slowly burning a hole through this door. Awesome. The door gets burned away. There is a very narrow staircase leading downward. Um, There's not really any light uh, leading you. Can we use some of this like extra leftover flame and sort of... Don't you have a torch still? Oh, I don't have any adventuring. You didn't remember? Oh, I lost all my taken. shit. Yeah. I don't have a torch either. No, I absolutely did have one, though. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, would there be a a wall torch or a lantern or something in here that uh, Ypsilanti could read by at night? Nah. This workshop is lit by this magical chandelier that's hanging up above you all. Uh, <laughs> shit. Just take a bunch of scrolls and like burn one and let it burn down and then set the next one on fire off of it. I mean, we can we can we can take a a stick, wrap cloth around it, light said cloth on that's fire. Not, that's not what a torch is, though. Yeah, we don't have any. Are, can we get they jank? Need oil? At oil. Least. Yeah, we do need oil. Could we potentially? Did we do this already? Can you help us see in the dark? Me? You want me to grant us night vision? Give us sh- give us shadow eyes. Do you want to do you want to do this? Because I want to I want to like have a conversation. Wait again. This. Okay. Yeah. So Gashana, you you unweld the door. Yeah, pretty much. 
Rao like uh, pushes the the wood through. I assume you didn't like burn the whole door down, but like just burned around a per- like a section of it. No, yeah. I, I mean if it was stuck, like I basically had to either I ba- burned it off its hinges probably enough that it would like collapse inward. We probably couldn't get to the second hinge, but I like the idea of you burning the first hinge away and us just like kicking it. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually yeah. seems kind of cool. Rao like pokes his head down into it. It's pretty dark down here. Gashana, could you hand me that torch? We don't have any. What? No torches. You had three torches when we left the city. I lost my gear. When? The librarian stole them. Why would a librarian want torches? He took everything that I had. So no torches? No. Gods. I don't see any sconces or anything on the walls. I was hoping there'd be a torch down here while Rao's like got his his feet sticking out from under the from the door. Oh, mean you don't have torches, do you? No, I don't. Ah. Well, what good is having a wizard with us if you can't shed a little light on the situation? I work in the opposite of light. I do have an idea though about how I kind of want this ritual or this this spell to work. I think though. My power may be more malleable. Since we have come here, I've tried to investigate myself through the eyes of Ypsilanti, and I wonder if I am harboring inside of me something that may not be inherently evil or cancerous. And then I'm going to pull out the short sword and... uh just kind of hold it by uh, the blade itself and put it up under my shirt and cut at the flesh near where the embedded meteorite stone is, taking some of the, like, black, and for cinematic purposes and for me, kind of, like, black, and if you, if you like, were to look at it off the light, there'd be, like, a purple sheen to it into my fingers. I'm going to like basically streak it across each of our eyes and trying to give us shadow vision. How are you picturing shadow vision working exactly? Just that you can see in the dark? Oh, yeah. Are you thinking like, is it like a Riddick thing or something? Um, I don't know. It's sure. Yeah. I, I actually I actually like that, especially if you're we're working and painting in the, the realm of shadow, that it is like in enhancing and or opposing like light so it's like a a sensitivity and or a reflection of it so light like if we went into a bright room it might be like a solar flare or well something. that might i fi- i figured that would be one of the there are complications or what have you does that sound cool to you jd yeah fuck it let's do it roll that spell. okay cool that'll be a 10 uh correct me if i'm wrong but did you take a minus one when you enabled your ability to traverse the golem lanes oh i do have a minus one here it's a nine yeah all right choose two things how does that read with a minus one i'm curious because we ha- we still had the the little brief brief respite in the a few minutes to clear your head is actually what it says when we like drank the tea and oh shit i forgot about that did all God that yeah so did i fuck we all we all discerned realities. And we all drank the tea, and we all forgot about the tea. Oh yeah, damn it! I even wrote a thing. 
JD, do you uh, do you feel like I've had a few I'll minutes? I'll give you because we didn't do it for the DR. I'll give you it for the for like clearing that out. I'm cool with it. Cool. Because yeah, I forgot as well. Sorry, guys. You're it's, good. No, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's totally on us. None yeah. of us remember. I mean, yeah, so. it gave, it <laughs> we gave, all had it written down and nobody noticed. And so. I'm happy because it gave us a cool aid moment yeah. that I liked. So yeah. whatever, it bore out fruit. Minus one is not exciting for me here. You know, just because I want to see what the fuck you're going to do to me, uh, your spell has unforeseen side effects. Uh, the room that you guys are standing in, it becomes excruciatingly bright. Ah! Ah! Yeah. I mean, we I believe I'll speak for all of us, and we attempt to scramble into the tunnel as quickly as we can. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. You can see just fine in there. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys are going down the stairwell? Yeah. 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 You uh, come down these stairs. That's like a it's like a spiral staircase, essentially downward, but like much more, you know, less grand and more medieval tower esque. Uh, if I were to give you a vibe, you emerge at the bottom of it and see rows of bottles lining the walls. There is a figure standing along one of them, holding one of the bottles. So th- when you say a figure, is he like... Oh, yeah. I guess you guys can see like perfectly clearly, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? It's Chelsea. Oh, shit. She does not seem to acknowledge you. Chelsea. She's still not turning to face you. She is looking at this bottle. Rao's going to get like closer to her slowly. Rao, remember what that last one that we encountered could do. Rao turns to Gashana and like slowly just turns back. Chelsea, can you hear me? Puts his hand on her shoulder. She is unmoving and feels like stone under cloth. What's the bottle she's looking at? It appears to be a bottle of wine. Is there anything special about this? Is this one of the many bottles of wine we've seen before? Mm, I I mean, I doubt you have seen any of these bottles. I guess they have. A, she's just brought out full glasses every time, huh? Well, no, you've seen bottles. They're just always different. Oh, okay. I understand. I thought there was some deep magical reservoir of wine. Fair. But that's that's all all around us are these bottles of wine, yeah. Oh yeah. How many bottles of wine are there? Like Yeah, absolutely uncountable. There are shelves and shelves of them. That's crazy. I had actually assumed that these were magic this was magic wine. That's insane. And I use the term wine loosely, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should go through here or Back the way we came. Are we at the end of the end of the stairs? Yeah, this is the end of the stairs. Oh, is this cellar big enough that like we can't see the like far side of it, or is it? No, you can see it. It's just it's just big, and but obviously with your supervision, you can see just fine. Is there another door? Nope. This appears to be it. I don't know if we should leave just yet. What do you have in mind? Omid'll start walking through the room. It's just a strange place. I wonder if there's more here, especially since they don't seem to be answering. And he gestures to Chelsea. JD, are her eyes lit? I guess they weren't lit, were they? They had just colored stone in them. Right, yeah, they're open. It's She's just staring. Okay. All right, look around, but I'm not taking my eyes off of her. I have run into trouble with these things several times now. Only not caught off guard again. Yeah, Omid, in that case, 
will start walking around the room. It's just these bottles of wine on the wall. Is there, uh, you know, he's just looking to make sure this is just a wine cellar. <laughs> right. Yeah. From from everything you can tell. Yep. Just a wine cellar. Hmm. They do. Do they ferment the stuff down here? Are there barrels? Nope. Just bottles. Oh. I'm exciting. Um. So like a Pinot Noir or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you like examining labels closely or anything? Given that there's nothing pressuring him, I think he, I think Omid would start to examine exactly what's going on with these bottles. They're all labeled differently with different regions, some of which you've heard of, including you see you find some bottles from the, the Ashkashari Empire and probably contemporary with the, the rise of the Shah. But then you also see plenty from areas that you've never heard of at all can't say he doesn't have an exotic taste. I don't even recognize some of these. Maybe they were gifts. That could be true as well. Gashana, are there any wines from your land? Rao is still facing Chelsea. Many. Yeah, I have a question. What what did your people ferment? Ooh. I'm trying to think of a fruit that's more native to, like, the desert. Or... I mean, I, they're probably more pastoralists, so like uh, milk or I mean, you could like a fermented milk. like a you fermented could just, yeah oh, yeah oh milk wine. Well, obviously, <laughs> that's a retcon what she said before. It's also, I mean, if you could, if you have the desert, you could utilize the bees and do a mead or something like that, more traditional mead. Are there bees in the desert? Yeah. I would only say no to that because we have the storm people that raised bees. Oh, that did that. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, that's true but as you well. Could do, I mean, you could do cacti. You could do the bones of lizards. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what I was actually going to do was um, scorpion poison. Oh, fuck. Ooh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's the cooler option. <laughs> Come on, just out with those cool things. Don't just... Well, I'm just going to wait because for her to respond and be like, <laughs> we have, we, this is what we do, but nobody has it. We... We did not ferment the fruits of the land. We milked the scorpions and fermented their venom. It is a delicacy among our people, but you humans are too soft for its caress. <laughs> Does Ypsilanti have any? Gashana's going to look around and see if she can find some of this. Yes, you you definitely find some that you you probably recognize the like vintage of, as it were. It it's probably from like a certain type of scorpion, like the different instead of vintages, it's like what type of scorpion, right? I was also thinking it would be like of a of a certain estate, you know, like a certain grower that you would probably know the family. Oh yeah, well, I guess not grower, but right. I I got what you yeah. Right. She smiles as she pulls the bottle down. This one is actually from some cousins of mine. And she, like, pulls the cork out and sniffs it a little bit. Woo, it stings. She takes a little drink of it and then passes it over to Rao. See if that fits your tastes, wetlander. You call you call <laughs> Rao a wetlander? Yeah, uh, she's being playful more yeah, than anything. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Not, not, like, ins- not, like, dumb or obtuse, just, like... I I think that I think it's something you've called me before. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. It's a rib. Me, yeah. When you're calling me weak, it's like you know? oh yeah, oh yeah. you think that you live for, you you're from the desert. Uh, you actually get rain twice a year. 
Exactly. Yeah, You're yeah, from yeah, the yeah. beach. <laughs> <laughs> Brow grabs it and takes a smell of the bouquet, as it were, and takes a small sip. For those paying attention, Rao has not drank any alcohol the entire time he's been here. So he takes a little sip of it and <laughs> that is terrible. Oh. No, here, take it back. Take it back. I think Gashana like puts the cork back in it and she's gonna keep this. Like she's gonna tuck it away somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Add it to your inventory. Scorpion wine. Rao, you've still been watching Chelsea Omid. Were you digging around some more? Yeah. I I think Omid just kind of kept looking at all the different single origins. <laughs> you are eventually, I think, going to find a, it's probably a, a, a horn, which is sealed in like a, a wax. But it has a, like an old worn piece of leather tied around it. And it just says written in kind of an archaic language um, or like an archaic form of common. Um, but it, it basically reads as saying like found in Cyclopean ruins, otherwise unknown. I mean, that, so even, um, even amongst the, bo- like amongst the bottles that just looks like a, a, a quote unquote sore thumb, right? It just is this weird horn by itself. Omid's going to gravitate towards that. You said, you said it was sealed with wax basically. Right. He'll, he'll poke a finger through that wax, especially after seeing his two compatriots. Uh, drink of the wine and nothing happening. Uh, it erupts in a like bouquet of harsh mint and like salt air and other flavors that you can't quite put your put your finger on. Does it seem uh, in any way at odds with the drinks he's shared in his past, or does it just seem you know uh, foreign, as it were, to his tastes? Uh, it definitely seems way foreign, but. I mean, it's, you know, it seems drinkable. Those flavors sound pretty nice. I'm really interested in the combination of mint and salt. It actually sounds really good. It sounds really interesting to me personally. Omid will take a drink of this. Uh, it's definitely strange. It's clearly not wine. It doesn't even feel, it doesn't really feel particularly potent as far as, you know, an alcoholic beverage uh, but you do feel like a, a warming kind of buzzing sensation a little bit. Interesting. <laughs> I heard you back there. What'd you find? It seems like I found myself something a little bit more unique amongst the stores of drinks here. This looks like to be something from the Cyclopes. As you're, as you're speaking, I think your tongue feels a little numb. Is it affecting my language? Yeah, probably right at the end of like that phrase, yeah. right? Especially with his tongue thickening, he will start to kind of like take big pulls on it as if to wrench it of its extra saliva or something like that. Uh, does it feel like it's spreading at all? Yeah, I mean this this like right at the edge of your sensation, like buzzing, definitely like picks up a little bit. Huh. <laughs> Was it good? Yes. Takes another big swallow. The room is like dancing a little bit, but I'm starting to feel a little bit silly. Gashana, <laughs> uh, could you could you check on him? Yeah, Gashana's gonna go make sure he's okay. Omid, what have you done to yourself? Uh, Gashana's face is like 
wiggling. Uh, he probably chuckles because it's like some scorned look that he's probably getting or some angry look, and he's just like, it's like bouncing around a little bit. Omid will get back down to his butt and then probably sidle up to the wall while sitting on the ground and just kind of chuckle at her. <sighs> Can you stand? And he like thrusts out a hand for her to take. Yeah, she'll try to help him get up. Yeah, I'll I'll try and get up. <laughs> but if you want to take some narrative control, now there, you you, can, you definitely stand up. But like, boy, it feels like it takes a long time to get to your feet. <laughs> <laughs> And like the old psychedelic, like, like his arm extends. Yeah, and, the yeah. floor is really far down there where your feet are. It's the long way. <laughs> <laughs> you boys, you guys can take the the narrative from here. I'm probably just wobbling and kind of goofing around. Uh, I knew we should have left. Just hold on, just hold on. I'll come get him. And Rao removes himself from his sentry and walks over. And I'm gonna go pick Omid up. Uh, Omid, you are enveloped in a a very nice, warm caress that it feels like you can just feel Rao's breath breathing for you. That seems right. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead, uh, Omid. Let's just do this here. Give me a defy danger plus constitution. (laughs) Oofta. Okay. Right now, it would be a 10, but I also have marked sick. I'm trying to remember when I got sick. Does anyone recall? That would have been, I yeah, took, it's from the, from the moths. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's up to you. Uh, it's either a 9 or a t- It's either a 9 or a 10. If I'm still affected by that, then it's just a 9. You, yeah, you slept and everything, so I think you'd probably be okay. So a 10, cool. Sweet, yeah. Yeah, assuming you aren't drinking any more of this, the, the effects will fade relatively quickly, and you hmm. will come back to Earth. <laughs> um, looking around in this state is everything just kind of like, you know, for the for the the listener, just basically like a a drunken and or kind of a, a drug induced experience where things are just kind of shifting a little bit and or off. Uh, is there is there anything else that I might notice when I kind of look around and try and collect my spell self, especially like coming down off of this? Um. I mean, you feel uh, maybe attentive or focused. You feel very in the moment, but other than that, you're not, like, picking out any new details or anything. Okay. Yeah, I just I wanted to make sure it wasn't there wasn't anything besides just kind of this weird drunken experience. <laughs> Look at him grinning. He's like a child. Let's get you out of here. As we're, like, dragging Omid out of here, or I guess I Rao just, is doing carry him. more of the carrying. Gishana says, you care for him, don't you? Yeah. That's good. He needs somebody to look after him, I think. I think I think that what I just imagined Omid doing was just sticking his lips out and just... <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess you could say that. We've been together a while. In a lot of ways, we're all we have. You could hit my flag right now. All right, what's your flag? Tell me something you're passionate about and let me nurture it. Ooh, nice. Good call. He's emotional about things I'm not. Playful, even. I'm not happy that my old life is over. 
But if it weren't gone, I wouldn't have him. He wouldn't have shown me a whole other side of myself that I didn't know I had. I'm not sure I ever made a joke before we started traveling together. The loss of your people will always be tragic, Rao. Will always haunt you. But don't let that stand in the way of what you have here. Omid, there's good in him. Just let that guide you and help him find that good in himself. All I can do right now, all I can think to do, is protect him as best I can. In the ways that I can, because that's what I do. I don't think you have to look very hard to see the good in Omid. At least it's very obvious to me. Maybe someday, if we work hard enough, and we get through all this shit alive, we can fix this whole fucked up mess. But if not, I suppose, we did it together, right? Lost. Raz begun walking up the stairs. I think Ashana watches him carry Omid up the stairs for a minute and just kind of smiles to herself and then follows. Wow, yeah, it is bright as shit up here. Ah. Like you have to squint at best. Ah, gods, I forgot. Uh, Back into the hallway. I guess. I don't want to be any nearer to Chelsea if she wakes up. What choice do we have? So you guys go back down the stairs a little bit? Yeah, we. Yeah. Just, I think we hide against the door. Like, crouch down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Omid, uh, you've probably come down from your slight trip. <laughs> so once we can see again, what's the game plan? Perhaps with this cipher we can navigate the corridors better than before? That definitely seems like the best place to start. Omid, how are you feeling? Better. Ugh. Things got a little bit fuzzy there for a minute. Uh, thank you for your help. Of course. How long till we can see? Well, we can see. You know what I mean. I can't imagine it would last for much longer. You can't simply banish this? JD, are you cool with that? I think because it was an unintended consequence, no. Okay. That being said, if you guys are just going to wait here until it fades away, then whatever. Yeah, I, I mean. Think we were going to talk for a second is really all. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. I'm cool with that. I can't exactly say when it'll dissipate. Uh, Omid, I, I would like to establish that in your state of mind previously, I will leave it up to you as to how much of their conversation you could understand. Mm. In response to that, just because that's probably a good thing to get out there, I think Omid more understood the intent of the conversation, less the details. More what's important is that Omid felt your gentleness, I think. Because, I, you know, I think you guys bump into each other sometimes, but to be carried is also something that can impart feeling, not just, you know what you said but maybe how you felt when you said it yeah oh yeah Omid can you can you get rid of this shadow vision it's something that I think I have control of that it is not a malignant thing I suppose right now I just don't know and it kind of like dabs his eyes with his palms I'm not sure how long it will stay (sighs) But perhaps we should move forward first. It may be a little bit rough going for a little bit. I'm sorry about that. I thought maybe down there we would find something a little bit more useful for us. (laughs) Not the wine cellar. This place has proven more obtuse than we perhaps expected. And perhaps we thought every door opened would lead to an epiphany. And sometimes... It just leads to a wine cellar. We asked you to do it. I say we wait. 
It can't be very long. Perhaps a little bit more reading for myself. JD, I was curious about one thing while we've got a little bit of downtime. So it's this prison for a god that this journal talks about. Does it have a manifestation in our world, as it were? Or is it kind of like, you know, uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of the exact terminology I want here. Do you mean like, is it a known god? The god, the god would be interesting too, but like, is the prison like a, you know, oh, like see. the, is it, is it a physical thing that it is inside of? Like an object? Yeah. Or, you know, beggar, what, you know, what have you, a temple, a, you know, does it have a, a kind of a thing it is tied to inside of the real world? Or is it, is it supposed to be a prison that's kind of outside of space and time? Well, it's its own dimension. That that's true as well, but I was wondering if it kind of had a, a, a touchstone in our dimension. Yeah, so it is its own dimension, but it does have like a, a tether that would keep it somehow tied or accessible from this dimension. Does the book speak specifically about that kind of tether? N- you you mean like just if it's a specific object or something? Yeah, I suppose uh, <laughs> we might be getting a little bit into the brass tacks of it, but yeah, I think uh, Omid is just interested in in that as well as zach being very interested in that as well it is yes uh i think this is kind of where it comes to some scrawls that you have to you know kind of read through to figure out what's going on wherein they like ypsilanti seems to have thought that something would work and then uh decided that maybe that wouldn't do it and so on and so forth uh and eventually it seems like it describes a uh like a physical room that it is kept in or that it is tied to where the where this like god would not be kept in the room but that it is like the architecture of the room that is the tether does that make sense i be- i believe it does yeah. yeah does it describe a specific architecture no Okay. Does the the writing at all talk about failures in the prison? All the ways not to make a light bulb. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's kind of where I'm starting to kind of head. If I'm understanding your question right, uh, there are no indicators of like attempts that have failed in the text. Are there indicators of potential? <laughs> All right, uh I'm I'm thinking of if the prison can't contain the god basically. Oh, like what would actually go wrong? Yeah, may, maybe if there's a lot of uh revising and things like that, especially what he's worried about the failures happening. Whether, you know, the containment in my head, it would be that it would not be strong enough to contain the force of the god within it. You probably see notes like that where it was like, this would end up not being strong enough or I don't think that this would be strong enough, yada, yada. But there is not a an indicator of like what that means exactly or what would happen if it wasn't strong enough and you tried it. Is there a way I can try and discern what this god is? Yeah, because you're like going through the book. Give me a spell lore. Cool. I think. It's going to be an eight. So digging deeper into this, 
the term God is perhaps not correct. Hmm. This is an entity that seems to have power that mortals don't have, but is not a God in that it does not seem to tie directly to our realm or our mortal plane. But it definitely is something that is described as moving through time the way that we move through rooms in a building. <laughs> huh. Let me hit you guys with my my thought process and kind of where the actual bleed is happening, I think, a little bit between my character and myself. Yeah. Which is that in in some ways this place interacts as that kind of prison for this god and the 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 strangeness of the furniture and stuff like that like the the um odd things that are happening but no one's noticing are the to my mind the seams of the prison being kind of like seeped through or something like that um which i think is kind of neat um i don't know if that's true i don't think honestly i think and I don't, JD. I don't want you to tell us what I th- think is more the thing is that Ypsilanti's gone. I think he's locked in the prison. Uh, yeah, yeah. You think he's locked in the prison? Yeah, I think. O- I think Ovid trapped him. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's so that's Ovid another. I think that's an, that's another fair. I actually think that the that's the entity. Ovid. No, that in the room. In the workshop is oh in the corner it, yeah yeah maybe is Ypsilanti and be. that you feel that kind of push away from him because that's where he's sealed that has been an interesting point to me and I wanted to return to it but I'm 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 more trying to find a reason to and stuff like that yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah so I'm having this kind of bleed with my character is that corner of the room like a a I don't know. I don't know exactly how to say this properly either. Like the god or the person or the the entity trapped inside of this place, like using this place as a prison. I know it was telling me that it was against my my best interest. You said that like in Omid felt uh, within himself that it was a stupid idea to continue forward towards this wall. Um is that the is is this some kind of like what do I want to use the term fulcrum or something into that prison like touchstone you are not going to find anything that indicates one way or another okay that would be the case anything else about the book you wanted to ask before we get our site back normal site right I d- you did kind of use up your like deeper learning role on that so you could ask me mundane things about it but i don't think i'm going to give you any more like truths yeah then i i i think i'll 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 take what i get here <laughs> and we can we can kind of uh uh do the the waiting and for the site or what have you I mean, I don't, I don't have anything else. So I think once it clears, Ryan, do you want to do anything else? No, I, I think I'm just waiting at this point. Okay. 
All right, I think we're gonna go. I think we're. I think where we're headed is the is that hallway. You're talking about the one that was like the circle. So you're trying to no, nope. the golem hallway. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Now that we have the cipher, yeah yeah. Oh, because the rooms are all labeled. I thought so. Yes, you're right. They are. You came up with this idea. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Uh, yeah yeah. No, I, I I know my I know what idea I had. I know what I did. <laughs> I know what I did. I'm a genius. Let's do that thing. They feel like your own mind is is racing. They feel like they feel like your own mind is racing. This anxiety is hitting you. Hold on, guys. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like I wonder what he's getting up. You know, he's just being a little shit bag. You know, that's true. Especially when she's like he's eating something. It's definitely eating something. Yep. Yeah. We need like a whiteboard or something for all the stuff we should get for this. <laughs> no, just like better chairs. <laughs> Big comfy recording chairs. Yeah. 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 A dog. Why does the side have these? I think I'm gonna try and interact with the shadow. If it's overtaking my whole vision, I might try and push it out. I mean, I, I it seems I, stupid, but I I never thought of it as a shadow. So good good luck. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? It basically, shadow envelops your whole vision. Well, I thought it was like the specter. Yeah. I don't know. That was may why not be able to interact I described it as I interpreted it. Like, oh, this is a some trapped soul, which I don't think it actually is, but that's drinking mad dog margaritas and not caring where you are. Some guy Clark. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that song. Oh, it's so good. Dublin uh, Blues? Yeah. I had no idea what a mad dog margarita was. Or really? I, I, I've never heard of it. Oh my god, they're terrible. Really? Yeah. What they're, is it? It's like a canned margarita, but it's like uh, that seems right. Mad dog is like fortified wine. You sure? I thought like I saw a picture of it, and it looked like it was a beer stuck in a margarita. So I thought. Mad dog twenty twenty. No, I, I assume Mad, it was a Mad Dog is like a, its own brand of stuff. Okay, well, I, yeah, but it's like fortified liquor or something like that, or, or it's awful. Great, huh? So if it's in a margarita, like the can of beer that's in there is probably Mad Dog. It was a bottle. 
but yeah, I assumed it was Mad Dog that was in the margarita. Cause, I mean, you've seen I've seen margaritas like those, where like a beer beer yeah. beer garita, whatever the fuck they call them. Yeah. Beerita? That sounds Cerveza-rita. wrong. Cervezarita. No, it's it's not that clever. <laughs> the Chili Parlor Bar looks really nice, though. I saw pictures of that. What? I wish I was in Austin at the Chili Parlor Bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's Mad Dog. It's like fortified wine stuff. It's gross. So they make a they make margarita mix with fortified wine? I gross. I'm at least intrigued. Like, I don't know. Can be trashy. Go all out. Yeah. The original ready to drink. A grape wine is made with juicy, luscious fruit infused with tasty flavors to create a unique oh. variety of Mad Dog 2020 selections. That that is the least descriptive way to talk about. Are you anything. kidding There's me? Orange infused with tasty flavors. <laughs> orange Jubilee, <laughs> banana red. I'm waiting for one just to be blue. Blue <laughs> raspberry. Yeah. No, just come on. Just banana p- red. <laughs> what does banana uh, red mean? Red grape wine. Red is red is a flavor. Electric now. melon. Sure. Dragon fruit. <laughs> peaches only, only peaches and cream. Them. Strawberry kiwi. We should just get blitzed on uh. Mad Dog and play some like <laughs> dumbass role playing game. Like like a real real dumb easy one. I'm I'm totally into someday just doing like a power hour. I'm just Oh, have I not told you what Peter wants to do? What's that? He wants to make a a a a, a, a D and D podcast where it's just a power hour. That's all he wants to do. What's a power hour? You drink every five minutes. Ten. Ten. Yeah, it's like drink a beer every ten. Finish a shot, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The whole idea. It's a pre gaming ritual where power hour is like you finish a beer every ten minutes. So it'd be like six beers in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Drink like six beers or take six shots. There Um, should be instead of like losing HP, a game where you just like redo the rules to take a health potion to. Yeah, you have to every time you get like hit, it's like a shot, and then it's like death is just when you can't take anymore. Your own constitution uh, becomes your character's HP. I, I gotta be honest, I'd, I'd make it like like an hour into that. It's like no. Oh God, Nathan, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, no. The plans. Keeping and rallying is taking a short rest. I can drink all day. Okay, what's up, y'all? Hey, yo. Hey. Talking about Mad Dog. <laughs> Yeah, he's a crazy boy sometimes. No, Mad Dog, like the fortified like wine. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you guys keep recording? Uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. Did you not? Okay, that's fine. No, you have no I did as well. Oh, okay. You have a wonderful conversation to listen <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy that. That's a real, uh, that's a real spicy good. one. Very good. <laughs> uh, All right, anyway. Cool. Uh, uh.
no at no point um, um do you do you like feel like the feel same the same kind of pressure, pressure or uh, uh, anxiety, anxiety that you felt, that you felt at that one wall. Establish that. I'll establish that. 